Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. My name is Jennifer Stiers, and I'm here to talk love, relationships, sex, marriage, and everything in between. Welcome to the Lovability Podcast. I'm Jennifer Stiers, and I'm with Sidekick Brad. Does that work? Sidekick Brad? <laughs> I think it's working. Um, and uh, uh, we are Zooming today. I hope we don't have to do this much longer, uh, And uh, but at least we get to at least we get to keep the podcast going. So uh, for me, this is exciting. Uh, I love having a way to educate people and to keep the conversation going and growing because people can need to grow during this time of all times, which is kind of what I wanted to talk about today, Brad. We didn't really have a topic going in here. It's interesting when people are out dating, there's a lot more activity and a lot more to talk about, a lot more things happening. Uh, but all I, all my mind keeps going to right now and yours is prepare, prepare, prepare. Uh, so we can, even though we can't date, we it's can on the paper. Stupidest thing ever. I don't, I, I don't know what people are going to do with all their toilet paper since they've been able to buy it. But yeah. I mean, then there's going to be this huge surplus. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of stores are saying that they can't return it, which I th- find is hilarious. So um, we're going to see a bunch of people. Like, I don't want to buy return toilet paper. Oh, right. Disgusting. <laughs> uh, but so what I wanted to talk about today was, was maybe preparing. Uh, I have a few books that I'd like to uh, talk about. Uh, I forgot one of them, darn it. Uh, but I can give people the name of it. Uh, I just don't, I just didn't bring it in, in my office with me. Uh, so, but I think during this time we are given this time and I know a lot of people are stressed out and fearful and, uh, you know, maybe not utilizing this time that they could be using to prepare to prepare, but we have a, maybe a week. I mean, I don't know what it's going to look like as far as the rollout, but for everybody in different states, but we have a week or two, let's say, left. And if you haven't prepared and you have not been getting yourself ready, it's time. It's here. Uh, Yeah. Since we might be starting to reopen this thing up here in a little while or a couple of weeks. So. Right. Yeah. It's time to get back to business. (laughs) Dating's going to happen again. Thank God. I have missed it so much. I mean, when I say missed it, I missed it from a matchmaking standpoint. Uh, I miss setting people up. I miss making connections. I miss the activity and the opportunity and the excitement of people going on dates and not knowing what's going to happen. It's just as exciting for me uh, as a matchmaker, I think, as it is sometimes for my people going on dates. Uh, But but it's like a proud grandparent. I know. Grand? How about a parent? Okay, parent. I don't need to be a grandparent. Oh, don't get all worked up. Oh, Brad. Anyway, so <laughs> um, so speak for yourself, Grandpa. Um, not me. <laughs> Hell no. I better not be for a while. Oh, gosh. No kidding. Um, okay, so... So, uh, one of the things that, uh, you know, what, that occurred to me, I, I am still coaching people and I was talking to somebody yesterday, it was a referral and, um, she came to me after a breakup and wanted to find out about matchmaking, I think, um, was interested in coaching, but I felt like maybe was more interested in matchmaking, right? I mean, wounded we, we talked about patterns. We even threw it out there, like, here it is. Got to look at it, got to fix it. 
and I feel like, and I, I mean, I, I hope that I'm going to get to do the work with her, but if, I, if, even if I, even if I don't, I think the one thing I could say is people, you got to do the work. I mean, you've got to do the work because even if you meet the perfect person, whether that's online or at the grocery store um, or the gym, or I introduce you to them, even in a perfect scenario, like me introducing two amazing people that are compatible, if you're not healthy, it's not going to work. Right. So you've got to get healthy. You've got to take the time. You know, Brad, uh, just want you to step in here because you and I were kind of talking about people taking the time and we talked about patience Yeah. and you were discussing patience at, because you had a, had a thing at your church yeah. and uh, your pastor was talking about patience. Would, do you want to share anything in regards yeah, to let me Let me pull up some notes. Of, uh, but I think the other piece while I'm doing that, I wanted to chat with you that we also talked about uh, before was, you know, I find it interesting and you, you, you can talk more to this, but you, you get dumped if you will, or a breakup or whatever, and you're hurting and suddenly you want to go right back out there and do it again. Like I, what's that time frame? Like we talk about, we talk about doing the work and getting healthy again. You know, what's that time frame look like? What should it be? I mean, well, it's not immediate. I can tell you that the wound is fresh and what people want to do is they want to numb it. They don't want to yeah. feel the pain. They don't want to be alone. They don't want to feel like they're alone. So they will do anything to numb it. And numbing it only prolongs it because you're just going to draw somebody else into the same dysfunction and the same thing's going to happen over and over again. So, uh, so you got to heal it uh, in order to move forward. So you, you, can't, uh, you can't avoid the work. At some point, you're going to have to do it whether you're 30 years old, 40 years old, or 50 right. years old, or 60 years old. Yep. It, how long are you going to wait? And how many dysfunctional relationships are you going to have? And how many times are you gonna get your heart broken? How many times are you going to go through a breakup that makes you feel unworthy and kicks your butt in your heart every single time right. uh, to a place where it's harder and harder to recover from and, yeah. until you do the work? Right. Yeah. So, I mean, I have people at all ages that come to me, but it's uh, the older they are, the more wounded they are and the harder it is to change. Period. Yeah. And I think, you know, back to your patients, you know, some of the things that that uh, were discussed and um, in the particular sermon I was thinking of, and I think it fits perfectly for relationships as well as relationships at this time in our lives. Or if you're trying to figure out some things about yourself or your other person or whatever is that, you know, there's kind of four categories. He talked about four categories and I'm, I'm looking down my nose. I hate that one. I'm not looking at the camera. So, but I'm not, I don't fancy enough to have a teleprompter yet. So well, just um, pick, your best, pick your best one. I mean, I know there are some good points, but is there one that's super relative here? I think the biggest one is that, that I think is the most relevant to this particular time and in, in history is, uh, what is God asking you to do in the wait? Because right now that's all we're doing. We're sitting around waiting, right? We're waiting to get back to work. We're waiting to get back to some type of normalcy. We're waiting to see our parents. We're waiting to see our significant others. We're waiting to date, whatever it is. Um, and some of the things that, um, that he talked about was you think about how many chances we've been given 
by him. And we have to reciprocate that as well in our own lives. So we have to give ourselves a lot of chances. We have to give those in our relationships and our life a lot of chances. And, and that's really the standard of being patient, right? Because one of the funny things he said was, is we're typically the most impatient with the things we love the most. <laughs> so you think about it, you know, your parents or your kids or whatever. You're like, ah, ah. And that may be even worse now because we're spending so much time with, we, we don't get that break. But yeah. uh, I think the epitome of what he was saying was, is ask those questions and try and figure out what, what am I trying, what is God trying to teach me in this time of, of really, when you think about it, there's a lot of peace in this time too. If you're, if you're utilizing it right, because we don't have the hustle and bustle. You know, yeah, we don't have the hustle and bustle though. Um, so, you know, find that piece and, and what is it that you need to figure out in this weight? Kind of like, it's kind of like Advent, right? Yeah. Or Lent, I guess. I think the hardest challenge for people is going to be that when people can't control what's going on, there's an unrest and it's very hard to find peace in where there's, where there's so much control lacking and at the end of the day, we have to remind ourselves, and trust me, I do it too, I'm human, that um, we aren't in control ever. So even though we feel like we're in control, we can go where we wanna go, we have freedom, we, you know, we're not fearful of things, we're still not in control. Ultimately, he's in control. So if we could just submit to that and own it and figure out what it is that he wants to show us, I think we could all probably learn it pretty quick. Well, I'll tell you what, if you hadn't figured out that we're not in control with this thing going around, then you've got another issue you got to deal with before anything else, because this is the epitome of not having control over anything. Right. I mean, this thing is coming here and, and stirred us up and got us all discombobulated. Um, well, the one thing that I've so. noticed and I, I feel like it, and it's not relationship oriented, but it is self oriented. If you found yourself getting in fear and protection uh, versus having peace, I mean, I heard Jack Graham, my pastor, talking about the fact that one thing it's shown people is you might die, and it shows how many people are afraid of dying. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And I know that's that is off subject, but on subject, but at the same time, if you fear something happening, if you fear instability, if you, if you are one of those people that is walking around in fear instead of faith, you already have a sign where you need to start working. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I because mean, that's going to, that's going to populate all of your life, right? I mean, it's going to populate your dating life. It's going to populate your relationship with your, with your family members. It's going to populate everything. Um, right. I know people that I'm serious. I know people that are locked up, yeah. Uh, him, I like, they haven't been out of their house for six or seven weeks. Yeah. And I'm just like, go take a walk. Go, you, know, you can do, oh no, no, we can't do that. So yeah, I hear you. And that, and again, walk. Oh my God. It, it's yeah. going to be so crazy for those people because it's going to just, uh, it's going to take them over. It's going to consume all of their lives. You know, Brad, I was, and I've heard a lot of people say this, um, and it relates to dating as well. People are like, what's going to happen? Are people just going to bombard the stores and bombard the world? And it's just going to, you know, spread it again, you know, right? Yeah. I, I really, I was thinking about this. 
I think about a lot of things. I was thinking about this and I was thinking that I don't think people are going to get back into that crazy dating mode again. I feel like people have gotten into such self-protection mode that yeah. it's going to, they're going to ease their way back into the world and ease their way back into dating. Anybody that jumps back into dating, I can assure you of this. If you've got multiple dates set up for the week that you're allowed to, when you get the permission. Allowed to. I know. I'm finding myself saying this, like, stop. Isn't this America? <laughs> I know. I know. I am wearing my American colors, by the way, um, my USA colors. But, um, but having said that, you know, when we, when we are released from prison, um, then what are you going to do? And if you're that person that's out there dating multiple people, you didn't learn your lesson. You didn't do the work because that's, that's out of a void in something. You're trying to desperately fill a void still. And instead of moving forward with um, moving forward with knowledge, understanding, and self-growth as to what you want, does that you make think sense? a lot of that'll be um, the physical chasers, the ones that want to just go have some fun and some sex? And I'm sure and... everybody's missing that right now. <laughs> Um, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, but having said that, uh, even more so, aren't people going to be, and shouldn't they be, a lot more careful sexually with their bodies and with, you know, I mean, people aren't going to be taking t these, you know, tests. Yeah, people can still get sick. You be careful. Just be careful. And yeah. more than anything, even if the flu epidemic wasn't out there or the virus or whatever, it wasn't out there. I think it's important to say, don't ever do that. I mean, respect yourself more than that. Maybe, you know, putting on the brakes here has allowed you to see that maybe you should respect yourself more, respect yeah. your body, respect your life, respect other people's lives, because a lot of people have been sacrificing, you know, their activities for other people, wearing masks for other people, you know, staying away from their families, unfortunately, so that their families stay safe. I mean, we've done a lot to, to take care of ourselves and other people. Don't stop. Don't yeah. stop doing that. Yeah, we shouldn't stop that, right? So let's get back into the dating thing, though. Like when you, um, what are you coaching folks to think about that are calling you or saying, hey, it looks like there's some light at the end of the tunnel now, maybe here in a few weeks, or there's going to be some stuff that we can actually go do or picnic. What are you telling people that they should be prepared for in the dating scene? Do you have any like idea about what you think's going to, and we talked a little bit about it last week, but I wanted to just kind of dig in a little bit more on that and say, what do you think it's going to be like? Like, do you think more people are going to, before that first meeting, is there going to be more conversation, more texts, more, like, what do you think? Now that I don't think, I think people, and I, I could speak for myself and other people. I think people are so hungry for connection that they're, I, I, the anticipation for me of being able to see some of my friends that I haven't seen yeah. in a while. And even that, like that anticipation of being able to actually have a connection with somebody is going to be powerful. I think yeah. more connections are going to be happening if you allow them because 
we've needed it, we've wanted it, we've craved it, and now it's in front of us, we're going to appreciate it more, right? Yeah, you think people would be more open to that. Like, I think some of it too, I think some of us are gonna come out of this saying, um, I don't have to find that perfect match, right? There's, there's lots of folks out there that I can connect with and have an amazing relationship with that may not check off my, every part of my list, right? And that's the whole point is that you're gonna, we're back to sort of what we talked about last week is where you're gonna appreciate the time with those people in your lives a lot more. And you it's know, Brad, you and I had spoke about intentional dating. Mm. And that was last week's topic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, kind of, I mean, but, but was it, I mean, we had, yeah, we did. You talked quite a bit about it. Yeah. Intentional dating. And I feel like, I feel like that's where this comes in. I hope people are not out just trying to make random connections. I hope people have learned something through this. And that is that alone isn't as great as you think it is. There are benefits to being in a relationship. There are benefits to having your person. There's benefits to having your safe place. There's benefits to having support, love, camaraderie, um, intimacy, uh, conversation, right? I mean, sure. there's, there's a benefit sure. to that. People need to be committed to finding that. And that's right. not by dating every Tom, Dick, and Harry, you know, in, in out there, it's, it is a matter of really zoning in on who is it that you want, need, uh, and, uh, and, and what does that person look like and what do they represent? This is a, so does that mean I should reach out to Anna Kendrick or yeah. should I just, you don't know who Anna Kendrick is? <laughs> okay. Well, never mind. I'm sure she's some movie star or TV person, right? Yeah, she's awesome. She's in Pitch Perfect, all the Pitch Perfect. She's done some broader, yeah. Brad likes to have crushes on t on people on TV. He likes, he likes music. Not just TV, she's a movie star. <laughs> well, who else? I mean, isn't that what everybody does? I mean, come on. When George Clooney walks in, he's on TV. I can, honestly, I know. I mean, I, not, that's not me, because that's not me, though. But Whatever. I'm, re I'm a realist. I'm not getting George Clooney, although, whew, I would love to have George Clooney. Okay, that's a crush. <laughs> Obviously. I don't think about George Clooney ever. If I see him, I don't think about being with him. I don't think about dating him. Um, he is married now, so thank God I don't do that. But anyway, um, so, uh, so how do people prepare? And I think that's where we, we have a week or two. Um, my advice to people right now, Brad, would be find a way to check out of whatever it is that you've been checked into, because I don't think people have been doing, I know there's a few people that have been doing the work and some of my clients have been doing the work. As a matter of fact, one of these books that I had brought, it's called Attach. Um, one of my clients read this book and loved it. She's rereading it. Actually, she listened to it on tape, on whatever, audio. Now she's gonna read it. Great book. It's a great way to look at your attachment style, both who you are and what you, what you're attracting. Uh, so uh, it's a great book, great information. So I think people looking at their patterns is really important. Uh, and, uh, and then there's another book that I love for all you people that attract narcissists. There's a reason you attract narcissists <laughs> to begin with, but this is a great book, Disarming the Narcissist. Great book. So how, so give us a rundown of that one because why do you want to disarm a narcissist? Why do you want to be around them? 
it's well the thing is is that narcissists um they have certain ways of getting in and getting to people it's a very manipulative it's a very very manipulative so it's on the front end of the it's on the yeah. front end and when it says disarming this is why i was so atta attracted to this book when i saw it because that's basically what you have to do you have to know how to disengage with them yeah and the hardest thing for people that have been in relationships with narcissists the hardest thing to do is disengage because they have this way of moving back in and it's manipulation so, right yeah and so yeah. you have to know how to disarm them how to yeah. how to have power over that and so that's a great book uh you know uh gosh we were talking you had before you had before i moved on to that book we were talking about attachment styles um you were talking about patterns and attachment styles and patterns are really important though oh i know what i was going to tell you so this is a great story so this is a great testimony to what uh this is a great testimony to what i've been talking about as far as getting ready and prepared i didn't tell this last week where i had my old client call me I think I told you the story. Right. Uh, old client, friend of mine. I haven't talked to him and his wife in probably eight years, but I worked with them extensively many years ago, many, sure. like 15 years ago. And uh, one of the things uh, when we had worked together, uh, I don't know if people knew that I lost a husband, but after I lost him and I was dating, uh, Susan is her name, uh, that this, this gentleman's wife, she had said to me, Jennifer, here's what you need to do. You need to make a list. And this was before I really got into lists myself. But when it, I learned how powerful it was, she said, you need to make a list of who your ideal man is. Like every, she said, put everything on the list that you want in a guy, be specific. And then she said, for feng shui purposes, you need to put it in a box in your furthest, I want to say northeast corner of your house or whatever, or some Boy. corner, I can't remember, it was a long time That's ago. another podcast. <laughs> Which, by the way, was my garage. So um, it was my garage. So, so I, you're going to date a mechanic. I did not know, just my list was in the garage. For oh. purposes. So I did my gotcha. list of my ideal guy. I put it in a little box and it was pages. And then I put it... <laughs> And then I put it in this corner in a box in my garage. Well, I didn't find it till I moved out. I moved out because I was remarried. I had sold my house and was moving in with my husband. And I looked at the list and I was astounded. And a lot of my clients know the story because I tell it. Everything was on the list. I was blown away. I read that something. And I was like, oh my God, I just married this guy. Yeah. So in case you're wondering why I'm not married to him anymore. Um, <laughs> I, was, I was wondering, like, that was going to be the next question. Is, I met my guy on the list. I know. Uh, this is where the lesson was and where I really feel like it, sometimes my experience can help people, even though I don't base my coaching on in my experience hardly ever. Um, this experience taught me what what isn't on the list is is it just as important also yep. we have to be so incredibly specific so people saying i want somebody who is happy what does that mean right you know define that i want somebody who uh has i think my thing on there was i wanted somebody that had kids because i 
didn't have them. Uh, yeah. And I wanted somebody with kids because I wanted a family. And I, but I didn't want the drama of, I saw too many couples fighting in therapy. So I was like, I just want somebody who's got a healthy, very healthy, happy friendship with their ex. Yeah. You know, they get along great. Well, ultimately ended up being the problem as they got along too well. Um, and um, they, oh. she, she was remarried. No, 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 not oh, that well. Okay. She was remarried, but the whole problem was, is he had not, he didn't have any boundaries with her. And oh. bringing, she was still the light of his life. She was still number one in his life. And when I came in, I became competition for her, both with her kids and with him. And that wasn't a, that wasn't something I was willing to do. It yeah. wasn't a place I was willing to step into, but it was my, it was my fault. I was not specific enough. I, I got exactly what I wanted, but I, but if I would have been clearer as to what the boundaries look like, we've got to, we've got to expound on those things. So if you want somebody that this isn't like just for example i want somebody that has their own friends that has their own social life right right they're not completely dependent on me sounds good right mm -hmm. we all want that we don't want somebody sure. like a hundred percent or so maybe some people do but sure. people do not well if we're not specific enough we might find somebody that enjoys spending more time with their friends yeah it's going on their guy vacations or girl vacations more than and spending time with That's them more right. than you so yeah. it's like you you have to make sure that all of your, um, all of your uh, requests are specific, right? Um, yeah. so, so, so how do I get specific on a cute butt? How do I work that in there? Well, a cute butt, I mean, I hate to tell you this, but we could bring in a panel of men and women and, and they describe what a cute butt is and we could have a, total variety of different answers oh it'll be t it's it will be completely different right so each person i mean it's yeah. a that's a great example it's a funny example but it's a great example what does that mean to you what does a cute butt mean to you <laughs> that's uh, awesome so uh we gotta have some fun with all this crap going on right we okay. gotta lighten it up a little i'm sorry so i got distracted i got back to my back to my little story here's the cool part about that uh, I got the phone call on Sunday of this week from the husband. He didn't know that eight or 10, 50, well, actually it's like 15 years ago that I had spoken to his wife and she gave me the same conversation. She had given me, they're soulmates. That's like, awesome. He, he called me to tell me, you should teach your clients this. And I said, I already do. But here's one of the reasons why I do, because your wife talked to me and coached me. Yeah, I learned that from her. Anyway, very cool story. I love how connected we can be. And I love out of all the things that have happened with this, you know, you say there's many blessings in, in the coronavirus quarantine. I got to connect with people that I haven't connected with in a long time. Him being yep. one of them, but there's a lot, there's a lot of people I've been able to talk to that I haven't had the time to. And that's so amazing. So yeah, amazing. Wonderful positive out of this. I hope, I hope other people are experiencing the same thing. Yeah. And I hope we can continue it. Like for me, it's about finding that time. Um, I want to recommend one more book before I move forward. Um, forward, sorry. Uh, there's my Georgia. Forward. Uh, uh, this is one of my, this is, well, actually it's not one of my favorite books. This is my favorite book. Uh, it's Miriam Williamson's uh, Enchanted Love. Uh, 
Marianne, uh, if anybody knows her, whatever, Brad, um, if anybody knows her, she actually ran for president. She got really political recently. Um, but before she took a political platform, she, and her platform is still love. I love her. Um, I'm not going to vote for her for president, but, <laughs> but I still love who she is and, and the energy yep. that she represents. Uh, her early work was all on love and this enchanted love is all about uh, relationships and it's all about how we pass up really great opportunities because we expect things to look different, how we're not present and showing up for relationships that we're in. It is a amazing book about basic love and about the things that we, the things we overlook and the things that we miss. And it's just a guys like the book too, even though it's enchanted love. Um, guys even guys even like it. I've actually given it as a gift, uh, and it's a really it's a really good read. You ladies will like it especially. But um, hey, I used to read Cosmo just to hear what the ladies were all talking about, so you can kind of have an insight of what they were being told. So guys should read books like that. You were looking at the pictures. You're looking at no, I wasn't actually. I was no. You know what? You get some really good advice as a guy with Cosmo tells all because they well, get down to the nitty gritty in that section, and you can learn what other women are discussing with each other. Okay, well, Cosmopolitan demographic is probably like 22 years old. So. I said used to. Okay, got it. Hopefully, when you were in your 20s. Yeah. Um, I've never felt like I've read articles in Cosmopolitan even when I was younger, and I thought this is so stupid. Like this relates nothing to me as a woman or my life, but yeah. maybe I'm different, but I never did think that their articles were worth anything. I never, they were never. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's me. It's funny, that's okay. I love that you did that. I love that you wanted to learn. And Brad, you know, I will give you this. Uh -oh. You are a very, uh, you're a very evolved <laughs> soul on most things. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I'm like, still a knuckle-dragging caveman in other areas, huh? Exactly. The mere fact that I can have relation, um, relation talks like this about relationships with you. I love it. And you can, you can go there and you can go deep with me on some conversations. I love that. I mean, I, it's a rarity that you have that. You're an amazing soul. Oh, I love to talk. So I, and I'm sort of an open book for the most part. So. Yeah. Yeah, I know you are. You are. And there is but I still like to carry a club every now and then. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, so, um, so, uh, so having said that, um, I, I think I think to to wrap things up, the best way to utilize the next week or two that we have, if even that, is get yourself prepared. Uh, it's about to happen, and you're going to enter back in one of two ways, either with the same junk that got you nowhere. Right. You know what I said right. to people on a post this week, if you're somebody that's been single for more than two years and you haven't found the right person and somebody might go, that's no time at all. And maybe it's not, but you should be approaching at two years single, especially if you've been in a long-term relationship before that two years single is plenty of healing time. If you've done the work, you yep. should be out there meeting great people. If you're not meeting great, evolved, enlightened, uh, like-minded, like-hearted like people, you haven't done the work. Right. So if before this epidemic, 
you were attracting the wrong people. If you haven't done the work, you're going to attract the same people. Yep. Period. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll finish up with one of my fa favorite stories from old TD Jakes. And I've told it before, and hopefully this is not too much of a repeat, but basically he was telling a story about um, our souls and our appearances, you know, the things that just like you talked about, right? The stuff we go through and he's showing this beautiful Cadillac Escalade and he's like, look at the wheels and the beautiful paint and oh my gosh, it has the chrome and he's walking around and he's just illustrating how great looking that car is, right? And how, how beautiful the truck is. And he goes, oh, and you got all this room back here and he pops the trunk and there's all this trash in the middle of the hatchback and clothes and he, he goes, uh-oh, looks like somebody got some junk in the trunk. He's like, you got to get rid of all that because no matter how pretty you are out front, if you got a bunch of stuff on your inside that's messed up, you got to get that out of there. You got to clean all that out. And this is a, you know, hopefully people have been taking that time to do that. And if you haven't and you're not, you still got a little more time to, to do that because just like you said, I hope there's not a lot of people that uh, have been in their house for four or five weeks and then leave their house with all this fear and how everything's going to be horrible and this, this isn't going to work and that's not going to work. Like you had the time to get over that, you know, so step up, uh, be a man or be a lady and step up and get over all this stuff and be cautious. I'm not saying be frivolous, you know, go crazy out there, be cautious, but, but uh, move on as well, you know, and, and go in with a new, a new appreciation of the, the opportunities we're going to have now um with all this with all this stuff you know kind of hopefully wrapping up you know the hard thing i think for people that have been dating and can't date is that they can't so yeah there's this there's this energy of wanting love and being ready for it and open to it and knowing it's there and it's out there and then not being able to move forward yeah you know, nothing like no pursuit you can't do anything nothing. so yeah nothing. Um, so we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we're very, very close. Yeah. Uh, but, but, um, but do the work, get yourself prepared, whatever it may be. Uh, and you know what? I know I gave a few books. Uh, there's another one that I'd love, uh, uh, that I love for you ladies and I didn't bring it, but I would love for you ladies to read it. Mostly ladies that have been in relationships where you're the giver, you just give, give, give maybe overgive, and uh, they tend to be codependent relationships, but you may, mm -hmm. some people may or may not know what that is, but it's a really old book. It's called Women, Men Love, Women, Men Leave, uh, Robin Norwood. I've, I've told people about it. I might it. have to read that one. It's an, I, I haven't read it in a lot. I mean, like, I think I read it in high school. My sister was reading it, then I picked it up, and uh it's been a really long time, but it was, it's very, it's good. And it's all about codependent relationships. And a lot of people just need balance and boundaries. You need to sure. know who you are, what you stand for, what you want, what you're willing to accept, what you're not willing to accept, and then hold yourself to that, that yeah. you need to own that. Yeah. And not let anything, I mean, you need to be able to, I mean, almost if you had a shield around you where you're walking around, it's not about, it's not about just brushing, you know, things off. It's about knowing what you want and what you don't want. It'll actually open you up to more. Sure. That's when you yep, tend sure to will. allow more people in that you wouldn't normally be attracted to right. or isn't, aren't your type. 
because you're finding the qualities because this is what you're looking for. You're understanding what it is you'll tolerate, not tolerate. And this person, whoever they are, comes to you with those qualities. And so that, that, that's, an important, that's an important point. Uh, so since you brought it up, can I make a suggestion for next week? Sure. We can tease people if you're okay with it. Why don't we talk about taking some time to understand your type and what that means to people who are still at home because if they're not in a relationship and they're not in a long-term thing, their type may not be their match. I think that'd be great insights for you to walk through us through to help us understand our types. Okay. Yeah. Men and women. Plan? Men and women, because men and women both have types and they're both yeah, different sure. patterns. Yeah. All awesome. Right. Well, thanks for joining me, Brad. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get your hand sanitizer. This is Jennifer. Thanks for listening today. And please subscribe to the podcast. Every single week, we'll have new information. And if you'd like to find out more information or if you have any questions, please go to my website at lovegen.com or you can find me on Facebook at my personal page, Jennifer Styers.